Welcome to the Biohacker Blondie podcast, where we talk all things health, wellness, longevity, and of course, biohacking. Today's guest is Anar Isman, who is the co-founder of Ageless Rx. We talk about Ozempic and the risk factors of being overweight or taking semi-glutide and using a DEXA scan before and after. We talk about NAD and the research behind it, blood glucose monitors and what spikes his blood glucose like sushi. We get into rapamycin, metformin, biological age, using acarbose, a diabetes drug for non-diabetics, taking it before a heavy carb meal, and we even get into passion and what's really fulfilling. This is going to be an amazing podcast full of information all about health and how to live our best lives. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Biohacker Blondie podcast. This is my first one. I'm super excited. Um, We're going to talk all about health, wellness, longevity, uh, my passion. So we're going to go get started. And we have a wonderful guest, um, Anar Isman, and he's going to tell us how he started this amazing company called Ageless RX and why he started the company, um, a little bit of his background. And yeah, okay, well, yeah. let's get started. Let's do um, How did you get into this company? Thanks uh, for having me on. Yes. Oh, That's, yes. Okay. I p- appreciate we're, this is, we're both new to this. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate this, taking the time because we're all really busy. So I appreciate this so much for you coming here and, you know, and you're from Chicago as well, not even in L.A. So, <laughs> yeah. no, of course, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, you know, longevity is and I'll get into why I started this, but longevity to me is a movement. And I want to advance it, so I'm happy to do anything I can to advance it as much as possible. And so being here and um, exposing it to many people and uh, helping more people understand the importance of it is, I think, is really valuable. So thanks Same. for it. Yeah. I think people are unaware of a lot of um, things going on with their health and longevity and the toxins out there. So I think it's really important to bring awareness to this space and give the knowledge to people and let people know like maybe things that they can do to improve their health, the access they have, um, all that stuff, because it's very confusing out there. And I, uh, you know, for me and for you, we're both kind of in that space and we think everyone knows this, but the more I talk to people, the more I realize that people do not know about simple things that they can do, foods and, you know, more of like the biohacks or whatever and just um, even the simple things. But yeah, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Where did you grow up? How did you get into this space, all this stuff? How's your health, your life, you know? Are you uh, Um, biohacking your age? (laughs) I think last I checked, my biological age was... 15, 14 years younger than my chronological age. You did do the test. Oh, yeah, I've done, I've done it many times, oh, several times. Which one? Uh, the I've true done it through diagnostics. Oh, oh. True, true age is true diagnostics. Yeah. Okay, yeah. True diagnostics okay. the company. I've done that. I've done the pheno age. Pheno age is the one where you plug in your you know, blood biomarkers oh, and it okay. calculates it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's the one that Morgan Levine or Levine okay. um, came up with out of Yale University Lab. I think I've done some others. Um, I've also done glycan age, 
That's another one that's oh. uh, based on the glycanization uh, profile, I think. Um, For so, like glucose? No, no, it's not. It's, it's something, something else. It's, it's, it's um, I, I'm not doing it justice in pronouncing it. It's, uh, we'll cut this out. Yeah, yeah. No. But, uh, glycanase is the name he of the test, that. but um, I don't know for sure exactly what it's measuring. Okay, okay. Um, wow, yeah. so you're, so you're, you're uh, pretty young. Yeah, biologi- biologically. Biological yeah. age. Biologically you're pretty young. true age. <laughs> biologically pretty young, and I mean, hopefully, uh, chronologically pretty young right now, too, considering that I'm hoping that, um, you know, you um, reviewing it from a perspective of us all living longer, where, you know, 60s and you 40 and 80s and you 60. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think, uh, you know, if you do the right things, we can live like a good, healthy life. And a lot of the stuff, too, is saying like, you know, if you're going to live to 100, I want to live the good years. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be 100 and, you know, in a wheelchair, not being able to like you know, eat yeah, my, yeah. by myself or something. So I want to, we all need to like think about this because I've seen this even with my grandparents where it's like you're living in those, you know, last years and they're miserable. And it's like, we don't want to have that, you know, so we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that, you know, we just have a good life all, all of our years. Definitely. <laughs> and and I, I hopefully, I don't think it's, in, it's not intuitive to understand that um, if you can live longer, healthier for X amount of years, you might actually end up living longer much more. For example, like the analogy being, hey, if you died, uh, you know, a day before they invented antibiotics, you know, from infectious disease, after the after the antibiotics, you could have lived extra 10 years, mm. you, you know? Mm-hmm. So you just have to live long enough until the next big material improvement in progress happens. Yeah. You know, so if we like, if we invented a pill tomorrow that gave everyone extra 30 years and you said, well, how much extra people are going to live? You'd say 30 years, but actually it's probably much more because during those 30 years, something else something might else. come around. That yeah. is true. Especially yeah. considering the pace of progress happening now. Yeah. It is a whole industry, right? <laughs> With everything going on. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and every day matters. It's, you know, every- it does. It, every day, um, I also want to feel my best daily. Yeah. I want to progress in my health. I feel, you know, even 10 years ago, I was lethargic. A lot of stuff, I've worked on my health a lot, but I feel my best right now. You know, say 10 years ago, I had less energy. I was exhausted, not feeling great. I feel better mentally and physically. So I think, you know, doing all these things, I do feel better, you know, and that's that was 10 years ago. So, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and I think there are two components to longevity. There's one where it's very personal and people realizing that they can be living better and uh, being healthier, more vibrant, more energized, and what are the things they can do to live longer. But yeah. the second one is actually even bigger than that, where it's a, like a movement, where what can we do to advance the whole movement and um, reduce just all the suffering that's causing by aging and all the... I know, because I see this too, where it's like, you know, say you lose a parent from cancer or something, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It is, or, you know, you lose a parent from a heart disease, a heart attack or something, it's heartbreaking. And also cancer, these things are stress everyone because it's like, it's it's tragic, it's expensive, you know, it's financially these yeah. things like put a strain on the whole family. And um, 
So yeah, we could, there's so many things we can be doing to prevent all these diseases and then also promote longevity as well. So it's like, that's why it's just, I want people to realize, like, get away from these toxins, eat real food, do these things and like test your blood or whatever, you know, do it. You can get crazy into the biohacking too with peptides and stem cells and everything, but it's like, at least do the bare minimum and just kind of come back to our roots and, um, and it's also helping, you know, the earth, the soil, the water by like implementing these things as well. So it's, it's all around. And I also am like, I want to be a better, the more I'm a better person, I'm, you know, putting that out to everyone I surround myself with. So if I'm, you know, giving myself nourishment, I'm also being that person outside, you know, bringing that energy to other people, which I think is really important because if you're putting toxins in your body, you're kind of bringing that out into the, you know, everyone you uh, come into contact with. So it's also, I want to be a better person as well. Not just the selfish longevity of my life, you know? Yeah, (laughs) makes sense. If you're vibrant, you're more energetic, you're happy. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, also my passion with this as well. It affects everyone, you know, and it affects the earth, it affects the water, the soil, the people you're surrounded with. It's all like a circle, you know? Yeah, that, that, that is really an answer to your original question, kind of how I started Ageless or why I started is because I couldn't think of anything more important right, as, uh, when it comes to slowing down the onset of age-related diseases and age-related damage accumulation. I just couldn't think of anything more important. And, um, you know, we can draw analogies, but if you think about any other theme or any other um, topic that people find important, whether it's sustainability or things like that, I would argue that slowing down aging is actually quantifiably more, um, uh, has more impact. Yeah, yeah, because all these little things you're doing is affecting everything around you, you know. So, okay, so where did you go to, so what did you go to school for? Because you're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Not a scientist. No. I have very keen interest in science, but I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Okay. Uh, what did you go to school for? I went to school for business. Okay, for, so for you finance. went into business, and then you got into this field because of your passion for it. Yeah, because I couldn't think of doing anything more important than slowing down aging, and at the same time, I wanted to build something. Yeah. I wanted to build something meaningful. Um, and I guess there's a, there's a lesson there where um, I went to school for business for one reason only – to make as much money as possible, as early as possible. That was like the guiding Your North goal. Star. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, being an immigrant um, and refugee from uh, a former Soviet Union, that was like the advice I've gotten you know, from my parents. It's like, okay, you know, make what shall money. you do? Yeah, make money. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the, the lesson there is don't do it, right? <laughs> because it's just not fulfilling. You, you might make money, um, but if it's not something that, actually is energizing to you or it's not something that's fulfilling to you, uh, the money is not this from enough. so many, you know, very successful entrepreneurs or people, you know, finance or whatever, and they're not, feel, like, fulfilled. Yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of people are realizing now where it's like if, you're, if it's not fulfilling you in that way, then it's just you feel still empty. Yeah, no yeah. No matter... So then how, how do you define have. successful, right? Are they really successful? I if know, that's, you know, exactly. Like, I, I, you know, success is a lot in your mind. It kind of starts there of the happiness. Yeah, and yeah. that's why it's like implementing gratitude daily and doing these little, like, mind things really is 
uh, helpful. You know, I've read some books that are some things that I've taken away from that have really helped me have more of a positive mindset daily. So it's like, it's crazy that they don't teach us that in school. Oh, yeah. Where it's like the whole point of life is kind of to be happy mm-hmm. and to do these things, but they're never teaching you like, hey, implement gratitude or do these things as well to like, you know, they know they don't teach happiness or investment, you know, in school. They, they, don't, they don't teach so many super valuable topics at, at school that uh, you kind of have to learn on your own, and a lot of things you have to unlearn. A lot of yeah. things that they do teach you. Um, so on, on my kind of transition and soul searching from investment management to being an entrepreneur and starting a company in the longevity space, uh, one resource that I found extremely helpful was um, this framework called Design Your Life. Have you heard about Design Your Life? Uh, There's a TED Talk, so I think most people should start by watching the TED Talk, and then there's a book, and there's actual study materials, but it's two professors at Stanford who are at a design school, and they had undergraduates come to them and say, Professor, like, what should I major in? Because, right, the way, like, they don't teach us a lot of things, but also don't teach us um, how to decide what to major in. And when you're 18 years old and you're supposed to declare a major, how are you supposed to know what you even want to do? I yeah, you, know, you know, I know, like, same. Yeah. So <laughs> I had no idea. Would, <laughs> exactly. So kids would ask them, hey, what should I major in? And they developed this framework to help kids at least have some kind of thoughtful way of going about figuring out what to major in. And then they realize that all the same students come back to them 10 years later when they're in their 30s and say, okay, what should I do with my life now? You know, mm. And they, they would apply the same framework. And it's a really thoughtful framework. And like one example I'd give you is, that they use is a lot of times if you say, if, if people ask someone for advice, what should I do? The first thing they hear is, well, what are you passionate about? Follow your passion or... And most people, including me in my early 30s, 10 years ago, I was like, I don't know what my passion is. Like, am I the only one? Apparently, no. It's like, it's, it's a hard question to answer. What's much easier is to refra- reframe and answer the question, what is energizing to you? Yeah. Like, you can much easier see, like, after this hour, are you energized or are you drained? And then, you know, after you do this meeting, are you energized or are you drained? So you do an energy journal. And mm. after doing it for, you know, 14 days or 20 days or so, you can see a pattern. What are some things that are energizing to you? What are things that are draining to you? And based on that, you can guide some of your um, decisions. I love that. Because that's so true. And they also, I, I don't know, I listen to other podcasts. So like, what do you do a lot in your spare time? Mm-hmm. Because that's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're not working, what are you doing a lot of? Yeah. And that's yeah. like more of like, what your passion is, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. For me, I'm like, okay, listening to health podcasts mm-hmm. and, and researching, you know, every supplement and longevity yeah, hack. Yeah. And it's like, I've been doing that for so many years because that's just my real passion, you know? And it energizes me. This is like, yeah, yeah. it really just gives me so much, like, energy and excitement. A lot of times and joy. there's overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ultimate goal, right, um, also from Design Your Life framework, ultimate goal is to find things that you can spend most of your time doing that are not just energizing, but also um, energizing and put you in a state of flow, Mm. right? It's when, like, you are in the zone. Mm. Nothing else matters. And you're at the peak of your performance, and you're challenged just enough and enjoying it just enough where nothing else matters. Like, the whole world is in the bubble outside. Yeah. So is this, so is longevity your energy? 
I, I get what one is your what is or is the business side or um generally i think a lot of times spending time on longevity related items and working with other like-minded people who also share my kind of passion and like the uh and it's kind of like a whole thing like you have regenerative farming like you're doing more for the earth and mm -hmm. for the people around like it's kind of like this whole thing where you just are doing good kind of all i feel like all around you know yep. and even like mark hyman he's like you know you vote with your fork and it's like people are like oh i have to vote on the ballot you know all these things and i'm like you vote when you're eating the things you're buying well you know it's daily things that you're you know voting with so it's like if i decide to like eat this organic grass-fed meat i'm you know helping that community of regenerative farming you know no chemicals no toxins like all these things so it's just yeah i feel this whole thing is just excites me as well but um so we'll go into a little ageless rx yeah. and longevity um do you, have you done everything longevity-wise? Um, you've done an AD. I, I know that. As far as, far as product, yeah. I've, I've definitely done everything that um, it <laughs> offers. Um, How but, did you get 15 years younger? <laughs> I, I mean, what are your what are your longevity <laughs> hacks? Yeah, what's, what's my longevity <laughs> stack? Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Okay. The, well, let's start with your day. I, I have to know this. Um, in the morning, your supplements. The any the, supplements? Before before supplements, I guess the baseline is the most important thing you can do. Of course, is lifestyle. Okay. Like there's no yeah. don't no. It's not not as much point in taking supplements if you're eating not getting sleep, not getting sleep, not exercising, not eating real food, not yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's it's probably helpful, but it's. As far as the benefit you can get, the most benefit would be from exercise, lifestyle, yeah. optimal weight, sleep, yeah. uh, stress, uh, and then other That's things the thing. are going to argument it and improve it. Mm -hmm. um, but like exercise is probably the biggest uh, medicine we have. I know. It's like you sweat, you're getting rid of toxins, mm -hmm. the movement, you're building muscle. I mean, muscle is definitely one of the main things they're saying for longevity. And yeah, so, yeah. There, there's so much. The benefits of exercise are probably even too many to list. Right? Like what you, whichever, whatever you've listed, plus also cognitive benefits and. I know. Like, I know. If know. I don't work out first thing in the morning, I don't. My the rest of my day just feels off. Honestly, mm -hmm. I just I it, like gets me going, gets my energy up. I feel like the metabolism. Yeah, it's yeah. all of that. So yeah, I don't know how people do not exercise, but I mean, I mean, I love it. But if you don't, I always am like, there's something out there that to move, play tennis, do whatever, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, gets you moving and you don't have to go to a gym, you know, if you want to run, if you want to do your 10K steps, whatever it is, just get the movement throughout the day, whatever you love, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so on, the, on the exercise topic, I guess, um, I can tell you what, what I do yeah. is most mornings I do this, um, there's an app called Seven or maybe it might be called Seven Minutes and it's just a... It's a seven-minute various exercises where you can... Oh, see, you, 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 seven you, minutes? Yeah, because you, you, do, you go for 30 seconds, then 10-second rest, 30 seconds, and it's like... And there's more different ones, and not all utilizing your body weight, okay. right? So it could be cardio where you're jumping or, yeah. uh, you know, doing push-ups or running in, in place, or it could be um, 
stretching or stability. No, we need this. Should I be closer? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Do you want to? Oh, this is good, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the seventh one is the one um, my son and I, we, we do in the morning. It's the... Yeah. So it's only seven minutes? Well, because you can do multiple of them. Oh, you can okay, do okay. seven minutes and do another one seven minutes. But if you tried it, seven minutes is probably good. Like It's, it's great. It, I think little bits of movement throughout the day. Because if you're yeah. doing an hour or two hours or whatever, hardcore, first thing in the morning, and then you're sitting the rest of the day, it's horrible. Like yeah, your yeah. blood glucose, if you walk after each meal, that lowers your blood glucose. Mm -hmm. It does like all these amazing things. Yeah, yeah. Getting that movement throughout the day. Yeah, I can check what's <laughs> going on with my... I, I, I walked here. And, oh, and, yeah. And okay, uh, so then tell us about this. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Oh, okay, he just checked his blood glucose. <laughs> 123. I had, I had coffee. Um, on my way here, so oh, I, with I, what sugar? Oh, 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 oat milk, right? So the oat okay, oat okay. Then, <laughs> the oat milk is horrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because it takes out all the fiber. Then there's they've put in these fillers. Just stay away from the oat milk. And the oats are, it's you know, oats are okay, not too great. But if you're, you need to eat the whole oat if you're gonna eat do. Yeah, oats. yeah. I, I've seen a lot of. The haters, the haters of Mobile. I, I think it's, I don't know if it's hater, hater probably, uh, hater makes them sound illegitimate, but I think they actually like, there's factual yeah, it's, it's not statements great. around there. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think it's great. Yeah. That's why it makes it taste so much better. So where did you get this coffee from? A blue bottle. Uh, oh, blue they're bottle. doing the, I think blue they bottle. actually, oh, oh, <laughs> I only do black coffee. That's amazing. I, make my, well, I'll make my own too with the mug or something if I really want, but I, I only use like almond or coconut milk mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and no fillers. <laughs> yeah, but usually it's not, it doesn't go up that much. No, That's um, crazy. Yeah, I, I when I did the blood glucose monitor, I was pretty about 80 the whole mm -hmm. time. When it spiked that much, it freaked me out. I took a... I had a green juice that had apple in it, and it just spiked it like nothing else. And I was like, Ugh. yeah. Well, so this is—I mean, this is not terrible. I mean, one, as it was one, one twenty fasting. You want to be under hundred fasting. Oh right? yeah, I think so, I was under hundred most of the time. Yeah, is, eighty is amazing. Okay. Uh, I'm usually around around ninety, but you know. It, Glucose going up, and of course, the disclaimer, I'm not so a doctor. So do you think also you had one of those mints? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, totally. <laughs> that is probably what. Do not. See? Sugar-free, but it's not really no, sugar-free. No, like those, those actually, they've done sorbitol. studies. All yeah. those fake sugars actually cause yeah, yeah, your yeah. blood glucose to spike and actually cause weight gain. Yeah, I mean, this is really just a... Candy in a chewable form. Yeah. So that's probably what it did. It. Okay, usually that's my... not his longevity. <laughs> no, I just... Uh, oh, so it... all the other longevity has oh, yeah, so to exercise. counteract that. Yeah. Yes, I don't, I don't do that, that much of this. Uh, but, okay, okay. okay, so exercise, yes. seven minute I, I do. Um, and then uh, whenever I walk my dog, right, that's, I, get, I get a lot of walking in. Oh, yeah, really I think that's times. really helpful. People have a dog... Yeah. Um, that, that in sense, you know, that helps them get out of mm -hmm, their apartment, mm -hmm. their house, and they have to yeah. walk them. And, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're going to walk, you should also consider, uh, making the most of it and getting like a, a rocking backpack. It's mm. a backpack where you can carry weight. Yeah. You know? 
I've heard the weight is the best, like a vest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love my Bala bangles, but I've heard some from some trainers that actually the vest is because yeah, it's yeah, centered yeah. and everything. So that's supposed to be great. Yep, yep. The, the vest just maybe looks a little uh, less aesthetically pl- pleasant. Yeah. And that's why the backpack is the same thing as the vest, but it just looks at the backpack. So people don't even know that you're carrying weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's another one. And I, I do um, um, martial arts. I, I do Krav Maga. So oh, that's okay. The, so that's yeah. a really great exercise. That's, yeah, so that's, yeah. That one does a lot of cardio. And how often do you do Probably that? three times, three times a week. Oh, okay. So you know? that's, yeah, so that's I, great. I, I do that in the evenings and uh, on, on the weekends. Okay. So, so you're really into the, like, working out. That's one of your main, like, yeah. things that is just... The, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't do enough uh, of some things. Like, I don't do enough of strength t- training, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. Right? So my, mine is not optimal for that yet. So, but I, so I got to probably optimize it um but it's still better than probably 80 percent of people out there yeah so they should still <laughs> do even this even for 80 percent of people just doing seven minute exercise in the morning and maybe another know. one in the evening I, already would shocking. be i mean the people are so overweight these days nothing with looks but it's like for longevity for your health yeah. for your energy and stuff so it's like just getting that movement and a lot of people don't and it's very simple. It's just I don't know how people wake up and they don't get some movement first. You know, first thing. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's difficult. There's something else about the movement that I was gonna say, but, but I forgot. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and um, yeah. So I, being overweight, right? Having excess fat. Yeah. Having excess fat is reducing excess fat is probably the number one thing you can do for your health and longevity outside of quitting smoking. Like if you're smoking, you should quit smoking. That's not good. Yeah, yeah. But if you have excess fat, reducing that excess fat is not the number one thing you can do just and because... you can even be skinny fat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, there's that you need to, you know, you could be skinny but not have any muscle, mm-hmm. you know, and which is also impacts your longevity. Yeah. So it's not the looks. It's like, no, we're thinking of our cells. We're thinking of inflammation. We're thinking of heart disease, these things that are affecting, like, your internal health. Yeah. So it's, like, really important when people think of, like, fat. Like, this is part of your longevity. And then then you have diabetes, or it's, like, all these kids now are getting pre-diabetes, diabetes, diabetes, non-fatty liver, you know, non-fatty liver disease. I mean, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And I'm like, we, there's just like these health issues are getting more and more into it, like a child, you know, at a young age. And I'm like, we need to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's a difficult thing. Right? It's not, it's not, uh, unfortunately, as simple as, you know, oh, go, go, um, exercise more. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's probably more complicated than that. But there are ways to. Tackle this and people. That's why walking is great. You can just walk. Like Mm -hmm. any trainer here, even in LA, is like most. You know, they always say ten thousand steps changed everything. Mm -hmm. Their their wife or that. You know, that's kind of like what they need to do because they they said how much it's impacted their body and their mind. And it's like you get out, you kind of like get a little mental, like yeah, you know the 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 weight. Uh, piece, right? I mean, unfortunately, it is a disease, and um, it's it's really hard to shake off. Like people have tried the way, the, yeah. People have tried the diets and exercising, and it's very hard, especially yeah. if you have 
um, material amount of weight yeah. to, to lose. And, and um, that's where there is an amazing promise with semaglutide, right? Mm. Like the Wigovi or Ozempic yeah. that helps people lose. You're for, you're for Ozempic. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where I don't think it's fair to say um, compare Ozempic to um, no-risk environment. You have to say, okay, uh, am I better off having 30 pounds, yeah, yes, 30 yeah, pounds less yeah. and Ozempic, whatever the yeah. risk of Ozempic is, yeah. or having 30 more pounds of visceral fat around my organs without Ozempic? Yeah. Like I'm trying to convince my parents, right, my, my mom, and she had the same concern. Oh, Ozempic, but I don't want to take some kind of drug. There's a risk. Of course there's a risk, but you don't you're, understand. There's a bigger risk, of, and yeah, actually maybe fifty. Like yeah. there's a bigger pound to be fifty pounds overweight. Yeah. So you're not comparing Ozempic to something that's risk-free. You yeah, compare Ozempic yeah. to something else that actually carries material risk. Sometimes, like I've lo- also listened to people who have taken or whatever. Like when you get to that point when you you know you lose the thirty pounds, you kind of become healthier mentally. Like yeah, you feel yeah. better, so you start implementing healthier things in your life yeah. because you've got that weight off of you and then you're also just happier so then you're going to start acting a different way when instead of when you were 30 50 pounds heavier you probably weren't dressing you know the way you wanted wanting to go out like doing these things so when you lose it you'll implement healthier things throughout your day as well hopefully Molly, not everyone but you know for the most part i think it really can help people. of course of course i mean it's it's um, so many benefits that it's even hard to quantify them all where, you know, if you have material amount of excess weight, you're probably not as vibrant and mobile. Yeah. So you lose weight, now you're more energized. You can yeah. do more things. Yeah. You feel happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more mobile. You can reach things that you couldn't reach before. Yeah. You can stretch, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there's so many. And then that becomes like a self-fulfilling circle yeah. where you do, you do more stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, so to your question, am I pro Ozempic or not? I mean, <laughs> we've seen um, amazing benefits, amazing um, efficacy for um, customers who have tried. Ozempic. So you have that on Ageless yeah. RX. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. And yeah. not not Ozempic specifically, but and everyone's like, taking peptides. I'm with the Ozempic. It's a peptide or, or the semaglutide is is mm-hmm. is Ozempic basically. It's a, Semi-glutide, right? Yes. Is it, are they calling it Ozempic? Are they putting other stuff in it? Versus Wigovi or versus... Ozempic yeah. is just a brand name. Semi-glutide is the... Is the peptide. Com- com- no, well, yeah, it's a compound. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay, a compound. Okay. It's a... Um, uh, it's a... What is it? G, GLP-1 uh, antagonist, I think. That's what it is. But uh, Ozempic is the brand name for diabetes okay. and then Wigovi is the brand name for weight loss okay and it's a- absolutely the same thing okay. except one uh, I, I think the pharmaceuticals are really trying to get into the peptide space and make them uh yeah yeah maybe, a pharmaceutical if, if they end up working why not yeah yeah hopefully. but it's interesting right with Ozempic and Wigovi then you have to have a prescription yes <laughs> yeah so that's what Ageless RX is there for, right? To make it easy yeah, and yeah. accessible for people because it's not as easy sometimes to go to see your doctor, ask yeah. for these. So then you can go on to Ageless RX 
and order these things, correct? Yeah, yeah, you, so you can like go easy and... easy access. Yeah, yeah, you can go and uh, do a consultation with a medical provider who yeah. can help you figure out if it's right for you or not. And yeah, and sometimes the, the conveniences, you don't, you don't have to go somewhere, you don't have to create, make an appointment. And also, um, a lot of times, medical professionals are so busy treating sick people that mm. they don't actually have time to help someone who's not technically... Has a, doesn't have a disease yet to do something that can actually help them prevent a disease or delay a disease because they're so focused on people Other, who are I already know. dying every, from a every disease. Every doctor's busy. <laughs> yeah. They're building more hospitals. I mean, there's a lot going on in the health. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and they don't have necessarily time, unfortunately, to um, stay on top of the information, especially if it's more for prevention and optimization versus like they must, they might stay on top of something that is a best way to treat a disease because they don't do it the person is going to die but we're talking about prevention optimization that's a lot more longer tail yeah and it's not who an has emergency. time yeah, yeah who has time yeah, to read up on that that's a great point you, you, because you know. there's so, there's only so much time yeah and so they have to focus on like the now what what needs to be taken care of now exactly no, exactly like, yeah. like the like the metabolic dysregulation or like a pre-diabetes is a really really good example here where most doctors treat diabetes yeah like you know if your glucose is crazy i know (laughs) it's like if you're at pre you need to be doing something exactly that's affecting a lot in your body you know the the way it progresses right like if you go from the end stage which is diabetes yeah uh, prior to diabetes is pre-diabetes prior to pre-diabetes it's insulin resistance yeah where already your body is insulin resistant and uh, you're on medication. Well, not, not necessarily because they don't even screen for that. Mm. No one really screens for insulin resistance, right? The way it works is if you're diabetic, that means your fasting sugar is high. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, you haven't eaten anything, but your sugar is already high. Yeah. That's diabetes and pre-diabetes. Insulin resistance, it might be where you wake up in the morning, you haven't eaten anything, and your sugar is fine. But after you eat something your sugar spikes and stays up longer mm. or takes exorbitant amount of insulin to bring it down. That means you're insulin resistant. Like your body is uh, not insulin sensitive. Yeah. And your body is probably insulin resistant or sensitive for 10 years or so before it actually develops prediabetes. Yeah. So you can catch it early, but no one really screens for your insulin levels after you eat. If you mm-hmm. think about Every blood work you do when you go to a doctor is always fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the perfect world, you'd be fasting and then also see eat how you're after you eat, eat a meal. Yeah. Right? Like after you shock your system, what happens to your insulin levels and your glucose levels after you shock the system. So how often are you using a blood glucose monitor? Every month or two. You every, do it every... Okay. Every month or two. And I, what I have a, you discovered? What are the foods that spike your insulin? Yeah, I mean, the... One that was very surprising, surprise, uh, much more surprising than I would expected was Jenny's ice cream. Like that's <laughs> that's the one where my ice cream. <laughs> yes, exactly. Your brand of ice cream is a. Uh, it's I, it's I not mean, my ice cream. I need, guess I need to make a new ice cream, like a keto healthy ice cream. Yeah, yeah. you should do the real the Jenny's bad. ice cream. Yeah, I know. Um, it's not a surprise to anyone that it's sweet. Yeah, it's, it was just surprising to me how sweet it actually is. Mm. You know, I had, I had it with my son, and I think that was the first time I've ever seen my sugar go to 200. 200? That's surprising, right? Like, like, you, like, it's not surprising that it's sweet. It's surprising how sweet. And so after that, I actually 
um, haven't eaten Jenny's, or maybe I would have like a tiny. And it was spoon. it was milk, right? It had the. I think it, it might have been milk, or it might have been dairy free. I don't remember, oh, so I don't know. I wonder, yeah. It might have been dairy free. Was it, I feel like if there's milk, there's a little bit of fat, you know, yeah. like protein or whatever. So that would have helped a little bit. Um, but yeah, if it was maybe dairy free, then it might have been the oat milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I don't maybe my oat milk, sugar. You can just yeah, it's chaos. You know, insulin yeah, yeah. two hundred. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that, Jenny's uh, was one. Uh, the other one, unfortunately, because I um, I just you know love sushi was sushi. Someone right? else just told me he he was here actually at the Ken, um, and was he had a blood glucose. He said the sushi. He was shocked at how that spiked. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Much. It's probably a combination of the white rice, rice yeah, yeah, which is just glutinous white rice, yeah. and probably something around what makes some sushi taste really good is there's probably some kind of uh, sweet Sh- yeah, glaze. Sauce on yeah, there, yeah, yeah. But you know, for sushi, what I do now is whenever I have uh, a carb-heavy meal, which I don't have that much carb-heavy meals, but whenever I have like sushi with white rice, I actually take. Um, this drug called acarbose, right? Um, so again, I've of course, like the medical disclaimer, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but um, acarbose is um, an old diabetes drug, just like metformin is a very old diabetes drug. Acarbose, just as the name would suggest, acarbose, oh. it's a drug that blocks absorption of carbs. Wow. And so what it does is it um, blocks absorption of carbs. So you can eat a bagel or a pizza or white what's it called, rice, and take... Uh, this is a prescription. Yes, yes, because it's a diabetes okay. drug. Is and this you, on Ageless? Yes, Ageless. Actually, as a matter of fact, I'll, we did a small uh, clinical trial. So uh, acarbose is an old diabetes drug, but most of the data on it is in diabetics, right? No one ever really tested it on non-diabetics. Yeah. And actually, the reason you haven't David heard... David Sinclair tested this? Um, <laughs> uh, Peter Atia, actually. He tried this? Peter Atia yeah. has a post somewhere out, and I'm a huge fan of, um, of him. Peter yeah, yeah, so I, I think I've seen it on Twitter and probably also Instagram that um, he mentioned that every pizza restaurant should give out acarbos with pizza, you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> what happens is carbs spike your sugar, and every time you spike your sugar, it's a shock to your system. Not mm-hmm. really, you don't, you want to uh, minimize sugar spikes. Do you follow the uh, blood glucose goddess? I, I, not, I don't even have Instagram, she, I, but, oh, but I, oh, I've, okay. I've heard her. And, uh, she tells you everything, all the spikes, and yeah, you, yeah. Day, you know, eat lettuce before, co- like apple cider vinegar, all these little hacks to like yeah, yeah, yeah. prevent the carb and, you know, blood glucose spike, so... Yeah, so glucose spikes are really bad for you, actually. Yeah. Uh, so there yeah, is... Um, she says it's like a toasting your cells, you know, when you mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. these spikes in your blood glucose. It's, yeah. you know, damaging in your cells every time. Yeah, yeah, of course. It just yeah. shocks your system, and then you have to release insulin. Insulin brings it down, and then your sugar crashes, and then you collapse, and you yeah. have this, like, post-meal... Lol, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. fall asleep. I was you know? just talking to something. He's like, I get the, you know, I get these little slumps around afternoon. I'm like, yeah, but we I, did okay. But so before I forget, we did this small clinical trial where we had 15 people eat a white bagel, a plain white bagel, okay. and we looked to see what happens to their glucose using the glucose monitor. And then in a few days, we had them eat same white bagel, only now take 50 milligrams of acarbose with it. And you can see that the spikes were materially lower 
if they ate a bagel with a carbos versus a bagel without a carbos. Wow. So maybe. I, that's so crazy. I mean, uh, the whole everything I know in the health space and longevity, I actually have not heard of that one. A carbos is interesting. Is it new? No, no, no. It's probably been approved in 1990s. Uh, the reason. You haven't, and, and then remind me then to talk. for diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and okay. remind me also to mention the ITP study. But the reason you probably, you have not heard about acarbose is because they don't prescribe it to diabetics as much because what happens is if you're a diabetic person and you eat a lot of carbs and you get prescribed a large dose of acarbose, what happens is acarbose blocks carbs. If you block a carb, what happens to it? You poop it out. If you, mm. if you eat a lot of carbs, they don't get absorbed, you're going to poop them out, you're going to get diarrhea. And so even though it's effective in um, controlling sugar for diabetics, it's also very effective at causing diarrhea if you oh. eat a lot of carbs. And so it's not, com- it's not very practical. And so okay. they don't use it. But if you are a healthy person like we did in our clinical trial and you – the goal is not to be like, okay, go eat white bagels every single day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like if yeah. you do it once or twice a week, because carbs are unavoidable, unfortunately. Yeah. Like I try to avoid it, but sometimes I want to have um, sushi or, <laughs> or, you know, or pizza. And on those days, if you do it once or twice or three times a week, um, you don't actually get side effects. The biggest side effect oh uh, people God. have reported would be just... Uh, I'm ordering this now <laughs> from Ageless RX. Yeah. <laughs> The biggest side effect people have reported is um, gas, right, flatulence, because the carbs don't get absorbed and just kind of fart it out. But that, um, that's the biggest side effect. You wow. Know? Um, but and then ITP um, is a golden standard for longevity clinical trials in mice. Mm. Um, uh, interventional trials. Oh, I don't know. It'll come to me. It's... Um, ITP is a trial uh, um, run by Rich Miller out of the University of Michigan, and it's golden standard because the biggest issue with a lot of clinical trials is replication. Like someone says, oh, we did this, and then another lab tries to do the same thing and gets different results. And it's like, well, does it really work if no one can replicate it? You know. Mm-hmm. So ITP, the way they do their clinical tri- longevity clinical trials is they do them simultaneously in three different labs mm. and so that you can... Absolutely, you can see if the same results are replicated in all three labs. Oh, nice. And it's focused only on longevity. So, like, they wouldn't even draw blood from the mice because drawing blood would potentially stress a mouse, right? They gotta pinch it and uh, so grab the mouse and, and squeeze it, put a needle into it so it would, um, it would stress them and so maybe that would impact longevity. So, they're just purely focused on longevity without. Wow, um, things you don't even think of. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, it's, it's a very th- well thought out and very well. Um, the, the one thing trial. I was I thought was uh, something I learned is that with when they test with rats, it's only male rats. Mm. ITP does both men and, and women. And, and yeah, yeah, and okay. and, and, the, and the report life expen- exten- extension by gender. Okay. For, for Absolutely. Nice. Because so, I've heard because it's yeah, yeah, yeah. costs more money if you're doing of course male yeah, yeah, yeah. female and so that's really interesting that they do both. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, great. It, they've actually it's it, it's really important. They've actually found that some compounds only 
have gender-specific benefits. Mm, yeah. You know, they would extend lifespan in male mice, you know, but not in female mice. A lot of these drugs mice. and stuff are on male, right? We've mm-hmm. been not testing on female. Yeah, I think, I think now the industry standard is actually to use, you have to both. use both genders. Okay, okay. Yeah, but in the past, it's definitely It been, was just that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. was like, oh my, I never even thought of that mm-hmm. when they're testing these things. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> but, but acarbose, so ITP tests different compounds specifically to establish longevity benefits. And one of the compounds they've tested was Was acarbose. And that's the one that actually showed one of the most material uh, lifespan extensions. And actually, um, recently, I think actually in the last few weeks, they've published, um, so they've tested rapamycin in mice, and that showed material improvement. Have you taken rapamycin? I haven't taken rapa, no. And you've taken metformin? Yes, I take metformin. You, You take it now? I take metformin now, yeah. Oh, okay. And do yeah. you feel a little lethargic or anything? I don't workouts or anything? No, no, I haven't. Some like athletes, you know, say it kind of impacted or they didn't feel, so they just stopped yeah, yeah. or they didn't see any benefit. I know like David Sinclair takes metformin. And, like, I don't I, I don't know if I've seen benefit. Okay. Uh, but I don't also haven't necessarily seen any And how downside. long have you been taking it? Maybe... A year, a year straight. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm not. On. Yeah, I, okay. I'm not. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm not. I gotta get better at. But that's that's, <laughs> that's that's number one problem with most supplements or compounds. It's just yeah, people I'm forget. Always, I'm always. I know. I have some in my cabinet. I take some, and then I forget about yeah. it, and then I bring some in some out. I don't know. I yeah, yeah. it with everything. It's, it, it's not just. Supplements, right? Like I try to do, um, like the five-minute journal, like a gratitude journal. Oh, great! That's my favorite. (laughs) also, if you're on Instagram, you would see my (laughs) five-minute journal post. (laughs) Do you actually show what you what you read? I I post it. No, I just post like a little thing, like you know, consistency and stuff, because it really does change, you know, your mindset for the day. Yeah, gratitude, and like if you're focusing on gratitude, you can't focus like on the other maybe negative things. Of course. You can always, there's always something to be upset about, but if you focus on, like, that situation, say, what can I be grateful for of this, there's always gratitude in any situation. There's so (laughs) much we can be grateful for. I know. The list, you can go for minutes and minutes listing. And it's crazy, because it's like some people would love to have my life or your life, and and then we're just like... But then we take so much, you know, advantage of, like, what we have, yeah. you know, or for granted, I meant. Um, yeah, the fact that we can even talk about longevity and not, not worry about, I know. People like... people 100 years ago, I mean, we have phones. I don't even know where this came from, this, you know, who built this, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. chair and this table. And, I mean, it's yeah. just beyond grateful. We have structure, so, safety. Sitting in a podcast, <laughs> podcast room, yeah. right? Like... Yeah, it's that's why it's a lot of it is in our mind, and so it's yeah. like we have so much now, and a lot of people have depression. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know anxiety, all this stuff going on, which is another thing where I just that's kind of also my passion. Is I, I see anxiety and depression a lot. People don't talk about yeah. it, yeah. but a lot of people are on anxiety medication, depression medication. What was it? I think like uh, I was listening to another podcast, and they mentioned like. 30% or 25% of office visits are prescribing a benzo. Wow. And I'm like, this is just, I mean, a lot of people are on medication. And no one really mentions it, you know, but it's a very common thing. And then they're very addicting as well. 
So instead of like, hey, let's look into your blood, let's look into these yeah, certain yeah. things that we can maybe change. I mean, I got a lot of information from this Great Plains, you know, l- blood work test. And it tells you all kinds of things like your neurotransmitters, you know, your GABA, like all these like things going on. And you can get a lot of information, but they don't get that. They're like, here's this pill, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was surprising to me, right? Um, I didn't expect to see it. More than half of um, Ageless Rx customers um, report some kind of anxiety or depression. Yeah. More than half. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. really crazy. It's, it's, and we have, I mean, just look around us. We have more than ever, right? Mm-hmm. We have, and the crazy thing too is we have more knowledge about health. We know more, I mean, our DNA that we didn't even, we weren't even able to like analyze our DNA what, 20 years ago or something. Now with the computers, we finally are able to like look into yeah, our DNA, yeah. look into all these things. We have so much knowledge about health. We have so much out there. But people are more depressed and have more anxiety than ever. And I'm like, something needs to happen because this is not healthy. Like, people are not living their best lives. And I'm like, I and I see it a lot when because I'm always talking to people about health. So I, I always hear, you know, deep down what's going on. Gut issues, you know, yeah. also as well. And this, I can't. I'm like, my stomach hurts. I can't. I'm constipated. Like, I'm tired. And I'm like... No, you, this is not how you're supposed to be living. Yeah, you know? yeah, hundred percent. Um, we do um, so for every HSRX customer, right? We ask them to answer a number of questions after a certain time they've been a customer. So we, we call it like um, asking for. To, we, we, ch- we check in. We check in with them and, and ask them to tell us how they're doing and oh, okay. um, nice. you know what yeah. are some side effects have they seen? What are some benefits have they seen? Uh, Have you seen any, has anyone um, had any side effects with the semi-glutide? Side effects with semi-glutide? Let me think. Um, I know most. Yes, yes. uh, Like the nausea, I think, is like the number, like nausea is, I think, number one. Um, I mean. I mean, these, like there's a, you know, peptides are a little, they're strong. You know, they're affecting your, your body for sure. So it's like, I don't know if maybe the nausea comes from maybe if they're, not really healthy so if they're like you're, you know you have more going on um with your gut or something then you're affected more or is it i don't know if semaglutide is a peptide yeah i, I don't i don't know it's okay but but regardless um i think nausea is uh, just because of its mechanism of action you know um and it makes you um it makes you feel satiated faster like you um you eat less and you already feel full. Yeah. Um, so nausea, I think, is number one side effect. I gotta think about. I think the next side effect for semaglutide, like you're losing a lot of muscle as mm-hmm, well. So mm-hmm. you have to be very careful yes. with that. You have to add in the resistance mm-hmm. training. You have to eat a lot of protein because that's you know even Peter Atio was saying like uh, you're losing a lot of yeah, muscle yeah, yeah. with the fat. Yeah. I think you're losing more muscle. So you have to be very careful when you're on this because it's like muscle is very important, especially once you lose the weight, you got to like, I mean, that's yeah, all yeah. part of insulin and glucose with your muscles and everything. So you have to be very careful to keep your muscles going while you're on this yeah. as well. If, if people, uh, generally semaglutide is very expensive. And yeah. so um, anyone who can afford semaglutide should in theory also be able to afford to do um, 
a DEXA scanner. Mm. You, you, you know, DEXA yeah, scan, yeah? like scans your muscle. Like yeah, yeah, body the, composition. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's a body composition that scans uh, how much visceral fat you have, how, how much um, muscle mass you have. Mm-hmm. And so it'd probably be really helpful for folks to do, do the DEXA scan with. before you start semaglutide. Oh, so then yeah, that's after you can idea. then see how did your uh, body composition profile change, yeah. how much muscle mass did you lose, how much visceral fat did you lose. And even... We should add that in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we encourage people to do it, right? Okay. It's, it's not um, required. Uh, but it's absolutely something that would be very, very helpful. Um, Another reason to do DEXA um, scan is even for people who are very, very healthy, it will help you understand how effective is your exercise routine, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you Mm do a DEXA, see what your body composition is like, how much muscle do you have, and then do your um, exercise routine for a few months and then do it again and see, like, is it actually working? Yeah. Like, did you gain any muscle or not? Yeah, you that's know? great. That's great information. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they should always include that. I, I think DEXA should be... So have you tried semi-glutide? I haven't tried, no. I have very... My phone is charging. I was going to show you my, uh, my DEXA scan, <laughs> but okay. I, I, have, I have pretty low uh, percent body fat. <laughs> wow. I know. Also, something I, I listen to is that to survive for men, it's, I think it's five or seven percent you have to have a body but, fat. To I have live. something, of course. And yeah. then women, though, it's like 12 percent or something. So we have to, we naturally just have to have yeah. more fat. Than men, which I thought was really cool. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, have to live. We have yeah, yeah. more fat, which makes sense, you know. But I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely. <laughs> the other thing DEXA scan shows you, right, is visceral fat, mm-hmm. and visceral fat is the fat around your organs that which produces, a, yeah. yeah. Horrible. Impacts your organs, right? Produces a bunch of different inflammatory signals and stuff like that. Another reason to do um, DEXA, even for healthy people, is um, naturally one of the age-related damages, uh, impacts of uh, accumulation of age-related damage, is you naturally tend to lose muscle right? as, you, as you age. Yeah. And, and so yeah. um, I think it would be very helpful for people to do a DEXA, say, when they're 35 or 40, and then do another one when they're 45 or 50 and see what is the trajectory of them losing muscle. And based yeah. on that, they can calibrate how aggressively they... Uh, moderate their um, exercise. Yeah. You How know? much are these scans? Oh, hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Seventy-five to dollars, and you get a lot of information. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 really really helpful. Yeah, I I think that's great. I need to tell my whole family to get one. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a company um, that we have, uh, like a, all all Ages Ages customers actually get a discount if they use. Dexa Fit. It's oh. a company that has locations in multiple states, um, but still, unfortunately, not, not enough locations. Like it's not like within reach of everyone. But then there's also companies that offer mobile Dexa, where they drive different vans, and you know the van can show up at your place oh. of work, and it's just very convenient. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah everyone should. That. Everyone should do it. Yeah. <laughs> See if my workouts are helping. <laughs> exactly, because if you don't, if you don't measure it, how do you know? If... I don't know. I mean, I feel I, I love it for the mental yeah, and no, everything of course. as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if you also can see that yeah, you're gaining the change or mm-hmm. these certain things, it's yeah. great to measure. I mean, yeah, yeah. even like the blood glucose monitor, mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, what's spiking? How am I doing? Um, everyone's body's different. So. Yeah, and these feedback loops will also 
um, help you um, commit and keep doing it because you see you see the benefit you're going to keep like, doing I it. I tell people to do blood work because I'm like until you actually see something you're not really going to take action. Mm -hmm. So when you see something you're like, "Oh my gosh, like I actually don't have any vitamin B or my yeah, iron's yeah, yeah. low or these things." Then you're like, "I need to do something," you know, like I had mold toxicity. I didn't know until like I yeah. actually did the lab test. I was like, "Oh my god, I have really bad mold toxicity. I need to get this out." I had no idea. But it's like, until you get that lab result, you really just don't know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, these tests are just like amazing because you're like, oh, I have a lot more fat than I think. <laughs> yeah. I need to start changing my workouts, you know, or like yeah. eating more protein or something. <laughs> exactly. And it's such a common sense thing. I know. Um, Maybe people avoid because they don't want to know. They don't, or they don't, you know, yeah. they're like, I don't want to look into my body or I don't want to know the true information. <laughs> or, or partially, I think, also because um, not many um, physicians even tell people about it. I like, know, how often do you think you, you I know. know, it's not something that you just hear a lot about. Mm -hmm. And then I've never heard that about the semi-glutide with that. That completely makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like I've heard, you know, okay, the fat, the... But there's certain things you can do to sustain the muscle so it's yeah, like yeah. yeah just you know lose that fat but also be smart about it yeah <laughs> exactly that's so i think that if, if physicians told more people like oh do your annual uh, physical exam but also do the dexa if you can afford it i yeah. think um more people would do it because people listen to their doctors yeah yeah i know a lot of people put trust into their doctors yeah. rightly so, so but yeah. you also have to be your own health advocate yeah exactly because i also think the normal range for blood work yeah, is yeah, not yeah. great mm -hmm. it's like you know okay you're not diabetic yet well you're pre-diabetic or like you're almost there yeah. you know you're on the cusp like you need to probably do these things but instead they're just like nope you're mm -hmm. not diabetic mm -hmm. here you go you're good you know and then, like, even I had low vitamin D. Now I'm, like, actually really good. But, you know, my doctor, previous doctor, was like, oh, that's normal. Yep. Everyone has low vitamin D. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to go get my vitamin D injections and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at Ageless, right, like, our medical advisory board things that normal is actually like a, a bad word in, in a sense like normal is not it's good not healthy you, yeah <laughs> you don't want to be normal you want to be no, optimal you want to be better these days yeah. normal is not the yeah, optimal yeah. i think generally like a normal i think the definition is it's in line with an average of your age group an average of the age group is really bad yeah. it just means you're gonna age and get disease at a pace of a average person your age yeah and you don't want to you want to be better than that you, you i know, know i know and we have the technology we mm -hmm. have all this information like why are we not taking advantage of it you know yeah so. yeah so it, so it applies to glucose where we talked about like where you know don't wait till you're diabetic you yeah can do, you can do a lot of things ahead of that um it applies to heart health where you know you can look at your lipids and ldl or apob mm -hmm. and uh, the normal level actually is too high, according to our, you know, medical no, advisory yeah, board. Yeah. yeah. So you want to be better than optimal. You want to be. You want to be lower. Yeah. Uh, and, and so a lot of doctors um, would say, "Oh, you're normal. You don't need to do anything." Where yeah. you know our medical advisory board might say, "Oh no, normal is not good enough. You want to be optimal." And to get there, maybe um, you need a low dose statin or some something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, um, you asked me if I take rapamycin. I, I, I don't take rapa yet. No one knows exactly, of course, what is the right age to take rapa, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have that information yet because we don't know even necessarily um, how to tell. Like, because it's not like we have a super precise way to measure biological age. And you can say, oh, if you took rapa when you were 40, biological age improved. But if yeah. you took it when you were 35, it didn't improve. Like, we don't, we don't know yet. But, you know, Ageless is doing a clinical trial on rapamycin for longevity. It was actually uh, the first trial that started on rapa. And wow. um, we crowdfunded that trial. So, oh, nice. yeah, a shout out to all the citizen, <laughs> citizen scientists out there who help us crowdfund it. Wow, um, that's great. And, uh, you know, it's now, it, it has enrolled over 100 people, and there's um, three arms, two different doses, plus placebo. And um, hopefully we'll have some results over the next uh, six months or so. But the primary outcome that it's measuring is reduction in visceral fat. Okay, wow. So we'll see if RAPA causes any kind of statistically visible reduction in visceral fat. But besides visceral fat, we're also measuring a whole host of other things like biological age, inflammation, mm. um, microbiome, and, you know, oh, uh, awesome. biobanking blood. So and then are you testing NAD, you said? We were trying to figure it out. Okay. Yeah, so we are actually working with several providers of testing okay. and we're trying to see if there's a way to validate it okay right? I, I know because there's no information there's not a lot of research we don't really you don't hear about the levels mm-hmm. of nad um what's the best way for nad of course everyone's nmn or nr precursors mm-hmm. and then i do love ivs i feel great at whenever I do IVs or I had your injections, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm trying these patches, which I don't know, but there's just not a lot of information of my levels of yeah. NAD, um, the dosage, uh, like what it's doing, you know, the best dosage or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. all these things are kind of up in the air with NAD, but everyone who takes NAD loves it. Um, so is that something that's going to come out soon of like the research and the testing? Of- we, don't, we don't know. We, hopefully, but it, okay. it's hard to tell. So self-reported data definitely points to uh, people saying they are seeing benefits. Anecdotally, people self-report benefits for energy or um, even for mood um, yeah. improvement. But as far as testing an AD, there are some tests out there. We're trying to validate them, but too early to tell um, how good they are, right? There's, there's several issues. One is um, there could be a scenario where the NAD test measures NAD accurately, but if I measured it in you today in the morning or tomorrow in the morning, maybe the levels are different just mm. because naturally maybe they changed because you worked out the night before and, and then other one you didn't. And so did your levels change because you did an NAD injection or did they change because you worked out? Like hard, yeah. hard to tell, you know. You know, it's not like um, LDL cholesterol. It's like it's kind of stable, or yeah. it's, maybe it, maybe it's not like we don't know. But maybe it's not like glucose. That like if you're fasting, you'd expect your fasting to be similar this morning and next morning. Yeah. But maybe it is different based on how well you slept. Fluctuates yeah. so much. Based on your circadian rhythm, we don't know. You know, and the other the so other. So would it be a blood test? Well, um, the best way to measure NAD would be tissue. Okay. Like absolutely <laughs> tissue. So if we could like take a piece of your tissue and measure it, 
that absolutely would be the, the best way to do it. Okay. And that's another issue with NAD, right, is that um, NAD in blood might not be as accurate uh, as NAD in tissue because it stays in blood only for a little amount of time and a big chunk of it actually goes into cells, mm. into tissues. Mm -hmm. So it should be uh, correlated and um, we're trying to do some um, validation on the tests available and also we want to, uh, we're working uh, with the university to do a study in mice to test uh, a way to measure it in mice. Okay. Um, but we just, so far we just don't know, unfortunately. I know. I do love NAD. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. feel benefit with NAD? Yeah. I, I'm, do, you, I, how, do you take NAD still? I, I, I think it's something. Curious, yeah, very... You know, the levels and like uh, what doctors are doing because they have access to it all yeah, the time. Yeah. Like how much, you know. Uh, I know some people just do it like once a week or once a month or just do IVs. Yeah. So do you do IVs? I, so I don't do NAD that much because okay. um, I found that I'm generally just high energy already. Okay. And I just, I, 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 I get too much energy and I like, I couldn't sleep, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I, I generally, I, I think maybe I, I'm... You're healthy. You're metabolically healthy. healthy or, yeah, because yeah, um, most people I think are the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> they they want that energy. They're not metabolically healthy. They're not getting good sleep. They feel mm -hmm. tired. So that's why. And then when I was pretty unhealthy and had mold, I mean NAD really helped me kind yeah. of boost, yeah, yeah. get a good night's sleep. When I did a ton of I whole little concoction of IV. So I don't know if it was exactly NAD, but when I did NAD the first time with other things, mm -hmm. I, I woke up and had probably the best energy I had in years. Mm -hmm. And that was when, and I don't take it, you know, I just, it's also expensive. Yeah. yeah. So that's another thing as well where I'm like, okay, it's like almost, especially in LA, it's like a thousand dollars to get yeah, an NAD yeah. uh, IV here. Most people are not going to do that. <laughs> so yeah. like, another <laughs> self-reported benefit that we see a lot when we ask for check-in, um, is um, how fast people recover after workout, mm -hmm. so after a strenuous workout. And I think they, they measure that recovery using HRV, right, whether mm -hmm. it's their whoop band or aura ring. Yeah. After, after a strenuous workout, they see the uh, post-workout recovery faster if they uh, use the injection. That is true. I've noticed, uh, you know, a lot of people who run, they get injured, they're exhausted, like mm -hmm. they're sore. I don't really get sore anymore. Like I'm not like, uh, I can work out pretty well and yeah, not yeah. have so like, that... yeah, which I've noticed is something improvement since I've been on this whole health journey and kind of done the whole, all the biohacks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but and it isn't really interesting. And uh, yeah. another area of longevity. So have you done any peptides? No. Okay, done, no peptides. I haven't done any peptides, no. Okay, I think you're uh, the rare, you're a rare longevity <laughs> biohacker. <laughs> I, I haven't done any peptides. I, 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 I know, like know Dave Asprey was at the biohacking conference, he posted this little needle, he's like this, you know, <laughs> the uh, cleaning ladies are going to think of what's going on. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> he had pills, vitamin supplements, and needles or something, and I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I... I Definitely a lot of promise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely it's a lot unknown. Of um, I guess, you know, you have the bodybuilders years mm -hmm, and years mm -hmm. ago. Arnold Schwarzenegger taking yeah. peptides, I guess, back then and steroids and all that. But. Some of them, <laughs> um, at least one of them is actually FDA approved 
for something. The thymus and alpha one. Y- y- maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I tried. I had that. Uh, I took that two two and a half years ago. Um, yeah, my doctor, my old doctor Matt Cook, had me on that because like I had you know got issues and stuff. So he had me on that, and then it was really great for COVID. Uh, mm-hmm, he had a lot mm-hmm. of patients take it. And even family members, because he's like, it would, if they got it, then they would already have that in their system, which would prevent, you know, all these, like... Like the boost immune system? Or... Yeah, so he saw that was really helpful for patients, although he saw a lot of COVID patients. Um, so that was something. So I took it, I actually, I got COVID and then took that as well, just to get it, boost my immune system, get yeah. it out. We got to say, actually, so the, the ITP trial that I told you about, the gold standard of longevity trials... Mm-hmm. Um, Every year, they uh, put out requests for proposals for people to suggest which compounds they should test. Mm. And that, that's usually how they decide what to test is uh, people suggest things they should be testing and give them reasons, and then they select one or two that they will actually do. Um, and so we should actually probably suggest one of the peptides and have them test it and see uh, if there's noticeable improvement in uh, mouse longevity. I know, yeah, the, yeah. The thymus and alpha one, I know I, that one's the FDA approved. Yeah, I just don't know. Everyone you... loves the BPC one fifty seven. That's like the gut restore, and the, they call it the like the Wolverine peptide because it's very healing all around. So yeah, done that one. <laughs> yeah, the, the peptides I haven't personally explored as much because I think it hasn't been clear. Um, the, uh, the long-term... Re- well, no, the regulatory <laughs> um, pathways to offering it through telemedicine. Mm. I, I think um, it was harder to offer it through telemedicine. Yeah. Um, but I think that maybe that's changing. So it's, yeah. it's, worth, it's worth taking a look at that, actually. Oh, my gosh. This is just great. Yeah. Great information. Okay, so... Icarbos is also interesting. That we, just, um, we were talking about that, right? But um, whenever I talk to any doctors, right, about acarbose, um, because it's not used as much in practice anymore because it gave diabetics side effects, most doctors actually in some ways kind of forgotten about it. Mm. Like you say, oh, hey, doc, uh, have you heard about acarbose? And like, mm, wh- what is it? What does it do? They don't realize that what it does is blocks carbs. Yeah. And you say, yeah, it blocks carbs with diabetics. Oh, yeah, sure, I remember. And say, well, everyone. yeah, what do you think if, like, if I took acarbose, um, during a, having a carb-heavy meals, and they would think about it and say, oh, actually makes sense. I, I've never thought about that. Yeah. You know, like I never thought about using it and in you, small doses. you don't have any side effects from it? No, no, maybe, okay. maybe flatulence, right? Okay. Um, so it's one of those where, like, you got to think about the risk-reward of a little more flatulence, <laughs> but maybe better, um, what's it called? <laughs> metabolic, metabolic health, you know? <laughs> Or how your night's going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Brian Johnson, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, takes a uh, large dose of acarbose oh, every, really? every day. Really? Yeah. If you look at his... Um, his stack his is like stack, supplement stack? Yeah, his supplement stack, I think, last I looked, it was 200 milligrams of acarbose per day. Oh, so I not just was... not just on... What do you think of Brian Johnson? I think it's fascinating what he's doing. I know. I, I think I think he's fascinating. I think he has a side to him where it's kind of off-putting. Like some of his stuff is mm. just kind of different. Like uh, I love all the effort and the research he's putting into it, and the not like um, his plan or his blueprint. I think it's yeah. like it's one person. It's just him. 
Um, so this whole thing is great. There's a lot of data coming from it. Um, sometimes his posts, his pictures are a little like, you know, everyone's saying he looks like a little vampire or something because he's getting pretty yeah. white. <laughs> like, and I thought it was interesting. I thought he was vegan, but well, he's just doing vegan for this trial. I didn't realize like he's actually ate meat before this. So he's actually doing all this just to see if people don't need to eat meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but of course, it's only been two years. It's like one person. Everyone kind of has a different, you know. Everything needs to be personalized based off of so. Yeah, I think what he's doing is absolutely fa- fascinating, right? I wish yeah. more people did it and also... Well, he has a lot of money, too. A lot so. of money, yeah. And, and it brings, Two million a year yeah. to do this, <laughs> to live a, to live a, a long life. Of, yeah, and hope, hopefully it works. I, I'm really hoping that it works. Uh, I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he's doing everything possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he looks like his muscles look great. I mean, he's... I don't know how often he's doing lab work and testing himself almost every day, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely very, very often, but um, I, I really hope that it works. Uh, I think if it works, it gives a lot of us also um, hope that something is actually working, but it, it remains to be seen. And yeah. if it doesn't work, doesn't mean that nothing it's is working. It's just expensive, though, yeah. too. So that's another thing. It's like, I mean, the stuff he's doing is a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, so... A lot of people don't have access to that. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that money. So these are like, I mean, but it, the knowledge and the data, I really appreciate. And yeah. he puts everything out there on the blueprint. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that information is great. I think a lot of people hide that information. And yeah, he's yeah. just giving all that out there. On that, that a lot is worth commending, right? Like that, yeah. that alone requires a lot of vulnerability and yeah. courage yeah. to... Um, put yourself out there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's like it's a lot of people don't want to post their labs. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course, or, or even the pictures on, on themselves. So yeah, I know. Or talking. I mean, this takes yeah. a lot to to yeah, yeah. courage to put yourself out yeah. there. Yeah, especially um, making a bet on something where the odds are really stacked against you. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, like if if something, if something doesn't work or um, something happens to his health, most people are going to say, ah, oh, you see, told you, shouldn't yeah. have done it, you know. Um, so the odds are really stacked against him. But unfortunately, the odds are stacked against all of us. And that's yeah. why we want to advance longevity to improve our odds. You know, um, not that long ago, 100 years ago, average life expectancy was 40 years, you know, was um, half of what it is now. Yeah. So just in the span of 100 years, the life expectancy um, doubled. Yeah. Um, so I mean, why couldn't we do the same thing again, uh, considering for another yeah, for I mean, another forty years. Yeah, forty years or doubling. <laughs> I mean, considering how much more advanced no, we are technologically today, like hundred years. If you think about hundred years ago, we still had horses. So like, if you if you could live forever, or what age? I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't Would know. you want to live forever? I I, I don't know. Or no, where would if, you cut it off? I don't even know if it's um, if this exercise is even that helpful because we are so far from that. It's like let's yeah. not even talk about forever. Let's talk about Another 120. 20. I know. Like I know, I know. let's get to 120 before we start talking about thousands or. What I like, think is really cool is that uh, like you know women can produce a mm-hmm. whole other life. Like it's like we can produce those cells those brand new cells yeah, yeah, that yeah, produce exactly. another hundred years. 
So it's like, I think we can also kind of start from there. And like, I know there's all the placenta mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and the stem cells from the placenta and everything. So it's like, I think that's kind of where people are also thinking where you have brand new cells. Yeah. Which I, but it's really cool that we can just keep producing. It's crazy. Things. Yeah. And I, another thing, like animals, I'm like, okay, some animals live for, mm-hmm. what's the difference? You know, like a whale or a turtle yeah, yeah. or something that can live. We can also do research on like, why are they able to live? 150, 200 years, what's going on there, you know? Yeah, or so naked mole rat. Yeah, another yeah. interesting, really interesting thing about um, female fertility specifically is that it's a really interesting potential model of longevity, right? Yeah. If you think about it, like your ovaries and your fertile, your reproductive system actually ages at an accelerated pace. Mm-hmm. By the time a woman is 40, the ovaries have already aged and they're not functioning anymore. Yeah. So we can use female reproductive system as an accelerated model of aging. And if we can actually uh, improve that and, and reverse or slow down aging of ovaries, we can potentially uh, figure out, Find out yeah, faster what's working. Because like, yeah. you know, one of the issues with um, uh, longevity therapies is that it requires many, many years of observation, mm-hmm. you know, 30, 40 years of observation versus with ovaries. And longevity, though, too, it's like there's so much that impacts yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ovaries. I've never, but yeah, it kind of so, starts there. It's, yeah. It's crazy. The like, reproductive longevity is like an up and coming uh, area of the longevity that is actually really, really interesting and is going to be attracting potentially a lot more funding, resources, and interest than longevity in general, right? Mm-hmm. Because still, when you talk about longevity, people say, oh, I don't know if I really want to live longer. Why? I know you get that too. Yeah. Where people, they're like, oh, if I make it till 65, Exactly, I'm exactly. How do you want to be forever, 120? Why? <laughs> I don't know. But every single woman, by and large, would prefer to have... Uh, menopause later yes like yes. Who, who says the who, hormones are a big you know exactly. that's a huge where you know yeah, yeah. your growth hormone starts depleting mm-hmm, after 30 mm-hmm. they've even said nad levels deplete after 50 yeah, or yeah, something yeah. so a lot of these hormones people are not thinking of mm-hmm. is really the one of the big aspects of yeah. aging yeah, yeah. and then um, actually something happens with the fertility system where Prior to menopause, women have actually materially lower instances of various chronic conditions than men. Mm-hmm. Heart, heart disease, for example. After menopause, the rates spike. And oh. Women actually uh, have same or higher instances of chronic conditions than men. So wow. something about menopause uh, changes really? the whole health-related uh, equation. Wow. Uh, so if we yeah, can delay so menopause, that... we can delay other uh, chronic conditions. Also, a really so I was at this um, f- or reproductive longevity conference recently in Chicago, uh-huh. and it was really interesting to see how many scientists and practitioners in the area are also interested in longevity, interested in NAD, in rapamycin, in um, other um, potential uh, juroprotective therapies. But it was interesting, someone talked about how um, in bees, queen bee, is the one that's fertile and reproduces. I know. And queen bee lives, I think the number was like 40 times longer than an average bee. But after the and queen... And they eat, she eats different food. Oh, she does? Yes. They give her like, yeah. exactly, yeah. But yeah. once the queen bee dies, they pick a new queen bee from the regular bee. And once that regular bee becomes queen bee, she activates her fertility system. 
somehow everything. it's crazy yeah. i know it's like so somehow that just being picked to be queen bee activates this new bee's fertility system which then makes her live 40 times longer than she would have lived had she not activated her i wonder if it's a food yeah but whatever it is there's a huge link between fertility and longevity wow so it's really interesting that is very interesting yeah. the two two really um interesting longevity models um that I think give us potential to figure out what longevity therapies and interventions might work and what systems might be involved is the fertility and the uh, second one is dogs, longevity in dogs. Mm. Because, you know, it's... They have a very short lifespan. Unfortunately, yeah. So uh, in humans... There's something I don't think about, but why do dogs have such a short lifespan? You know, most animals, unfortunately, like the, the mice live... Yeah. You know, there's a whole chart where you can see how different animals have different lifespans, you know, with like butterflies being a few days and mice being a few years and dogs being, you know, 10 to 20 years. Um, so, mm-hmm. and cats being a little, a little longer. But um, everything that we talk about as it relates to longevity more or less directly applies to dogs. Mm-hmm. Except in dogs, it's much um, more quicker to um, come to conclusions because in dogs, you can observe things for three years or five years and you can see, oh, um, is something working or not? Versus in humans, you have to watch it for 30 years. So mm-hmm. in dogs, you can do it faster. And also, in dogs, a lot more people are open-minded about longevity. Like if I said, hey, do you want to live to 120? Most people have to pause and say, yeah, I don't know. Would you like your dog to live to 25 years old? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what can I do? Sign, sign me up. People their dogs, I mean, people will do anything. Yeah. I feel like they'll clone them. I mean, mm-hmm. people get really really close to their dog you're right they're like no i want them to live forever yeah. and when you and i when you and i exactly and when you and i talk about like us forgetting to take a supplement or something uh the compliance with humans is pretty low people forget yeah people never forget to make their dog eat a supplement or eat something like compliance with dogs is very high you know okay oh man it's six o'clock are we time all right are we good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Up to you. Okay, so I guess I should do like a at the end where you say like, what are your three biohacks that <laughs> you would think are the most important? Oh, let's do a supplement biohack, um, a longevity biohack, and like a physical like workout biohack. Well, let's see. The the physical is. The most straightforward, okay. Where, and that's that's one that's the one that has the most impact on on your on your health. Like the exercises. If there's one thing you could do, exercise, exercise. would be would be it. Move. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, great. and Peter Artia is probably does the absolute best job of um, outlining what you should be doing. Where it's like zone two training and then zone oh, four. Oh yeah. Did you read his longevity book? I I know a lot about it from the podcast. Okay. I mean, I okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have the book, and but but that's probably. Like, I wouldn't do it justice, but, like, yeah. you know, exercise is number one. Okay. And then as far as... What's, like, what's your favorite supplement? My favorite supplement, um, for me, um, it's probably three things. Okay. One is B12. Yeah. 
Yes. Especially since I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't so, know that. I don't, yeah, I eat fish, but I don't eat meat. Oh, um, so no, so, no liver, no raw liver. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. So, and, uh, so I, I need to have a supplement B12. Okay, um, yeah, for sure. Plus metformin. And have you uh, tested your iron? I, your yeah, yeah, I, yes, I have. I have. And you're okay? I think so. Okay. I, uh, yeah. I, it doesn't jump out as not being okay, so it must be okay. Do you I'll take be. creatine? Well, that's, that is one where, so one is vitamin B12, another one for me is vitamin D. Okay. So those two that are probably on top of my stack. And then the third one is the ageless kind of one longevity daily pack that, oh. that we design oh, that okay. has creatinine. Oh, um, nice. And that's the one where we put so much research into where we looked at um, water compounds that have all like what are the ones that have the most amount of data in terms of impacting uh, different, um, what are they called, the hallmarks of aging? And we ranked all of them, and we picked the ones that were towards the top uh, oh, in terms of... I didn't of, know you guys had a supplement stack. Yeah, we haven't, um, like, put a lot of effort into advertising it. Okay. We put a lot of effort into researching it. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> so it's, it's that's amazing. It's called Infinite Ageless, like a daily pack. It has three pills. And a man? Uh, we didn't put an amen into it. Because it's spiritual? We'd put the other one, not the resveratrol. Um, I forgot what it's called. But, a polyphenol. Uh, yes, maybe something like, something like yeah. Okay. that. Yeah, there, there's that. There's curcumin. Okay. Um, Cretinine. Uh, Corsetine. CoQ10 might, might not be in it because I think we offer it separately. Okay. Some, of, some of those things are hard <laughs> to put into daily because uh, just dose-wise. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, okay. let's, so, so the so supplements would be B12, D, and then um, the... Have you tested infinite. your omegas? Yeah. Okay, you're good? Yeah. I'm yeah. low. Um, you're low omega-3. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it wasn't horrible, but mm-hmm, definitely... Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth testing. Needs to, yeah. need to increase my omega-3s. Makes sense. Um, um, and what was the other one? What are, uh, uh, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, so the, 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 the prescription. Yeah, let's do... Which, what, would you, what would be your number one ageless Rx prescription? Um, it's probably between... Uh, Do you offer I, NAD? NAD, metformin, acarbose, uh, a CGM sensor. Yeah. Um, for me, it'd probably be between CGM sensor yeah. and acarbose. Yeah. Like those okay. Two, uh, I gotta try this. I gotta yeah, you look this. into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look into our. Um, uh, so our clinical trial uh, was actually published in, in a paper um, a few months ago. Okay. So it's a, it's a paper worth a read because there's not that much information on non-diabetics yeah. taking acarbose. Like no, like no one knows. Um, we know that for diabetic, the dose is 100 mg three times a day, mm-hmm. which is a very large dose. Mm-hmm. But for non-diabetic and, and if it's not... you randomly taking it when you eat a lot of carbs. Yeah, but you, you, that's right. why we tested a dose to see what dose actually uh, has an impact without causing side effects. And the 50 mg was the dose that was very effective in preventing the glucose spike, but also didn't actually have much of a side effect. Nice. Okay, well, I love this. This was, oh my God, such a pleasure having you on my first uh, yeah, amazing yay. podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be famous soon. Hopefully the audio <laughs> came out well. Watch out. No. <laughs> <laughs>